You know the band Starset? Finna. You hmm? Do you know the band Starset? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, like the My Demons one? The, the mm-hmm. Mayday, Mayday, That's the only know? song I know. Yeah. I know that one, Carnivore, and this one song they played. One, they didn't play, but <laughs> the one song that played when I went to the AEW show. Because um, the lead singer has a really recognizable voice. And mm-hmm. apparently, they they have lore. Um, they have lore. They do? Yes. I don't know how I found this out because I was looking them up, but I don't remember why I was looking them up. But <laughs> apparently, the okay, the lead singer is uh, Justin Bates, and he created the fictional backstory of the for the band that forms the thematic basis for their music and multimedia. In the backstory, Starset was formed as part of a public outreach initiative by the Starset Society. The society's aims were to alert the public about the contents of the message the society obtained from a mysterious signal from space. And Starset treats their backstory and the Starset Society as real in interviews with few exceptions. Huh. Yeah. And apparently, uh, the lead singer has a master's in electrical engineering. Oh, wow. Smart King. Smart King. Okay, I have a question. What? It's not about that, though. It's about Bucky. Instead of, like, trying to punch his way out of a fucking, like, metal and, like, bulletproof glass thing when his, like, trigger words were getting read off, why didn't he just cover his ears? You know, when you are put in a stressful situation, sometimes you do not react very logically. And his brain is not all the way there, you know? Like, or, like, maybe it was, like, the Winter Soldier being activated. So, like, it fought against, but, you know, perhaps. Yeah. And wasn't he, like, in, He's like, the, so con- the, con- the, contain- the, contain- the containment thingy? Yeah, for, like, half of the words, and then he broke free. God, he's so beefy. He's very um, beefy. <laughs> He was so beefy in this movie. Um, Were you watching Civil War? Yeah. <laughs> it really do be like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, were you Team Cap or were you Team Iron Man? Um, okay, so listen. I don't like Iron Man at all. I'm in love with Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. And by extension, their characters. So, Team Cap, all the way. I don't even care. So true, Queen. So true. Uh, like, sorry to your dad, Tony, but, like, he kind of sucks anyway. I don't maybe really Maybe he deserved it. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> obviously. Like, why would you get the Winter Soldier mad at you? Finn, are you fucking serious? Okay. Anyways. Um, welcome to Ring Rat Radio. Uh, we are sorry <laughs> that we left you last week. <laughs> you know, last week was spring break. We were we were relaxing, we were chilling. Um, we were vibing. Yeah. We just I was did, sick. Actually. We simply we simply did not feel like it. Um, <laughs> and sometimes yeah, I was I was very sick. Sometimes it is okay to just not feel like it. Okay, that's the biggest takeaway you should take from here. You know, the other, the only other time we haven't recorded an episode 
uh, was because that fucking squirrel chewed on my damn internet cable. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, sometimes you just don't feel like it. Okay. But we feel mm-hmm. like it now. And you're going to get this episode because you cannot get rid of us. You can't get rid of me, bitch. Anyways, I'm your host, Rosalie. <laughs> I forgot. And I'm your host, Jay. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's been a week away. Um, quite a few things yeah. happened. Um, yeah, so, actually. Yeah. Like, a lot of things have happened, but also nothing's really happened. Literally. Um, but, you know, before we get on to, like, the real contents of the episode, we're going to get to your favorite part of the show. The one that you, you know, you're absolutely just, you know, you were so sad that you didn't get to hear last week when we didn't post anything. Um, personal news, our favorite topic, ourselves. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to go to the rodeo, but alas. Okay, valid. I do yeah. too. I want to go to a rodeo so bad. No, I was so fucking pissed in 2020. I was so fucking pissed because my mom had gone to the rodeo the day before they announced that they were like uh, closing it, and and I, I I didn't know that at the time that that was the last day, but she went on the last day, and I asked her, "Mommy, mommy, mommy dearest, can you please bring me a funnel cake?" please bring me a funnel cake and she was like no we're gonna go to the rig shut the fuck up siri okay she's like no we're gonna go tomorrow anyway we'll just you know like you'll get one then because if i bring it to you it's gonna get all ugly and i was like whatever you say and then bitch they canceled the road and i never got my damn funnel cake that sucks. I still think about her every day. What could have been? Anyways, I wanted to go to the rodeo. And I was like, spring break is the perfect time to go to the rodeo. And then my manager scheduled me almost every motherfucking day. He gave me like two days off. And like the only day that I didn't have off, that I had off, was like was like on like weekdays. Like, you know, I want to go with my mommy. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, you know, that's our tradition. We usually go around spring break. But I didn't get to go. And I think it might be on its last day or something. I don't really know. But, yeah, anyways, I was really sad. Because I didn't get my damn photo cake. <laughs> I hate that for you. I really do. No, because, like, I, it, 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 when I went to chemo... Finn, are you... Fu- get your fat ass. Thank you. Anyways... Then you gotta be BL. Don't act like it's real. Anyways. Um, my dog gotta be BL. Ain't no way that Oh ass- my god. Ain't no way Finn's ass is real, bro. It's fake. And um, yeah. When I went to chemo for my mom for my mom <laughs> for my friend's mom's uh, birthday, we went to chemo and she gave us her credit card. Um and like we like bought stuff with it, I and mean, we didn't like go overboard. We just bought food, but we bought this funnel cake. It was an Oreo funnel cake, and like I hate Oreos. Okay, Ooh. the only part I like is the cookie. I hate the cream. 
Okay, valid, valid, yeah. I, yeah, I can I agree hate with the that. Cream. I hate the cream so much. But this fucking Oreo funnel cake, that shit was heavenly. I didn't get to finish it, but it was so good. Because it was a big-ass funnel cake. Like, me and my friend couldn't even finish it, and we were eating it together. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a big-ass funnel cake. But anyways, I still think about her to this day, and I've been wanting some, but I just... Kima's so far away, and then the only other place I know that sells funnel cake is a fucking radio, and it's I couldn't get. I'm so so sad about it. Make make a make your own funnel cake. I hate being in the kitchen now because somebody's always in the fucking kitchen, and I hate cooking when other people are in the kitchen. Like get out of my fucking space, because like I have I always have my AirPods on because you know I'm in my own little world all the time. Okay, like mm-hmm. you can be talking to me and like I'm listening to you, but like. In my head, I'm somewhere else. But like, I could still hear what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> I'm just constantly daydreaming. But anyways, like, I just, I hate being in the kitchen because somebody's always talking to me. And I'm like, I'm in the kitchen. Do not talk to me. And like, there's no door in the kitchen. It's just like, an, it's like, there's no doors. The only fucking door we have is for like the bathroom and the rooms. Like, it's just like, it's an open concept. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, I hate being in the kitchen now, and it sucks because I I love cooking, but I just I, I never cook anymore. <laughs> yeah, and then I got my nails done by my friend because she got um like stuff to do like uh, acrylic nails and shit. Well, they're gel nails. She doesn't do like the powder stuff. Um, she beat the fuck out of my cuticles, bro. That, that shit hurted. <laughs> like that, my, they're fucking red right now. Like, she beat the fuck out of my Damn. cuticle. <laughs> that shit hurts so bad. Um, but anyways, they turned out cute. I went for, like, a Batman-inspired kind of look. Um, but not gonna lie, they're low-key giving Christmas. But, like, I know they're Batman-themed. And, like, I'm, I don't need to validate it for anybody else. Exactly. Live your own truth. Literally. I've been going through my Batman phase again. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna go well the planet well you know what I'm gonna do it anyways but I told my friends I was like you guys want to go see Batman on Friday and they're like yeah and I was like cool we're going to AMC for the popcorn bucket and one of them was like no I went to AMC to go watch Uncharted and they didn't have the popcorn bucket because if they did I would have bought it and I was like we're going to Cinemark then ew because AMC fucking sucks dude they fell off like when my friend worked there like she like they had they had this fucking popcorn bro i'm going on and on i'm sorry i'll let you talk but they had this fucking popcorn they had this fucking popcorn it was like cheese popcorn or something and it had hot cheetos in it and one day we went to go see aquaman it was an early dismissal day which is why we went early because it was like 12 we basically had the whole theater to ourselves and we were watching aquaman we got that popcorn it was so good it was so good it was delicious but apparently they don't have it anymore that's whack. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, I got sick. It was it wasn't COVID. It um it was not COVID. It was like a little two and a half day flu. I would say. Like it very it like it really mimicked um the flu. But um yeah, I got sick and I finally um, understand what a fever dream is, and I don't like it. 
I don't like it at all. Um, I'm very fortunate to have a friend that I can message and be like, hey, yo, I, that didn't happen, right? And um, <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, like, I never, I don't, I didn't see what you were talking about. Like, you're fine. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's really all that's um, happened here. Oh, my cat. Oh, I had a birthday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday. Exactly 11 days after. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, we've, been, we've been really behind on schedule, okay? We're sorry. Uh, usually we, we post on, like, Mondays. Tuesdays <laughs> at the latest, but recently we've been posting on Wednesdays. Um, yeah. It really just do like <clears throat> that. It really do. Um, But, yeah, I had a birthday. My cat, my, no, my second youngest cat had a birthday on the 16th. Uh, Nyx has a birthday coming up on the 1st. She's a fool. An April fool. (laughs) Yeah, that's my girl, though. Um, I'm back in my Resident Evil phase. So, you know, I'm either doing really good or really bad. But I think I'm doing really good, so... (laughs) We're both in our video game phases. I've been playing Batman, like, all week. <laughs> I've been, like, obsessing over Resident Evil for, like, the past day. And Pedro Pascal for, like, the past week. So I think I'm about to watch Narcos again. I've never finished it. So I think I'm going to, like, actually finish it this time. Like, restart it and then finish it because god Pedro Pascal is a man's right there that is a man's yeah I tried watching that show but I couldn't understand shit bro <laughs> I couldn't understand anything I had the subtitles <laughs> on and everything I couldn't understand <laughs> actually I think the guy that plays Pablo Escobar is like Portuguese no he's not Portuguese Brazilian he's Brazilian I guess that's why his accent's so weird, because he does have, like, a really weird accent. I know what you're talking about, but I also do not. Because... <laughs> the theme song slaps. Oh, it does. Ooh, I, I have the that theme, theme song is saved fire. on my Spotify. They have an Me extended too. version. They have an extended version I think I have Spotify. the extended version. Huh? I'm pretty sure that's the one that I have saved. Yeah, that theme song? Oh my god. Goaded. Yeah, like, that is one of the only um, intros that I don't skip. For real, you cannot skip that intro. You absolutely cannot. So, yeah, Stand and Deliver is only uh, next week away. And, you know, NXT has been hyping it up a bit. We're getting some matches on the card, and, like, it looks really fucking stacked, by the way. Like, it looks really really does. Like, if there's one thing NXT can do is build a good-ass pay-per-view. Um, mm-hmm. What I like about it is that it's not bloated. I feel like every match matters, which is how a good pay per view should be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. It's not okay. Okay. <clears throat> so Carmelo Hayes is hosting um, a little invitational thingy um, for the five man ladder match for the NXT North American Championship, um, and. The first week we had um, 
Um, it was Santos versus Grimy, right? Yes, the first match with Cameron Grimes versus Santos Escobar. Um, Who looked very handsome tonight, by the way. He did. He came of drip, by the way. Like, truly. Drip. Um, but anyways, this match is really good. Grimey's such a good wrestler, dude. Like it's I mean, like, he is. I feel like he really goes like under the radar in terms of like like the most like the best wrestlers that NXT has. Because like mm-hmm. the dude's like fucking great. Um, yeah. Like he, I feel like by now he should have won the North American Championship, but I think the chase is like he's really good at the chase. Yeah, he's good at the chase. But I feel like he'd be a good champion as well, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, he would definitely be very entertaining. He would. Like, at the very least. The Million Dollar Championship run, that one was pretty good. But, like, it's not, like, yeah. officially recognized. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. So, um... Santos Escobar won this match. <clears throat> so... Then he qualified, and then we had the second qualifying match, which was the debut of A-Kid um, versus mm. Kushida. Um, A-Kid was brought up. Is, like, NACUK, like, developmental for the developmental at this point? But, like, across the sea? Because, like, yeah, they're bringing over guess. so many people. Wait, A-Kid got to qualify twice? Yeah, because um, he lost the second match today, but then Melo's like, we're missing one more person. So no, all the losers from No, the- not like that. What? If this was a qualifier, he also had a match against Grayson Waller to qualify. Yeah. So he's gotten three opportunities. Has he? Yeah, because he got the one against. Um, oh, Kushida. I think it was it was okay. I think it was Aiken and Kushida fighting over who's going to face Grayson Waller. Oh yeah, okay, and that's it what. Is. Okay, it was, okay, okay, okay. That makes okay. more sense. Okay, that makes. Okay, sense. it does. I was about okay. to say, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I was running into okay. the same problem. But okay, 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 okay. Forgetting the story straight. Okay, we're kind of doing this on the fly. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah. So we had AK versus Kushida, and the winner of this match would uh, face Grayson Waller to qual- like to qualify. Um, and A Kid was brought up from NXT UK. He was the first um, UK NXT UK Heritage Cup winner, which was like the big tournament they did when they uh, relaunched in front of no fans. Um, don't know much about him. Um, all I know is that he's Spanish. I think they might have said that he like was self-trained for a little bit, which like I never understood how you self-train to be a wrestler. Um, you do like what Wardlow used to do, and he used to take bumps on his like trampoline, and you just I guess like watch YouTube videos and say, "Hey, I can do that," and then just practice until you can. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so uh, he made his debut, 
And he actually won this match versus Kushida. Um, so then he qualified to face Grayson Waller uh, in the next week's episode of NXT, which is this week's today's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we had one more qualifying match, I believe, maybe, perhaps. Uh, I don't think on this one. No. I think those were all today. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind then. Yeah, they were all today. I lied. Um, yeah. So then, uh, we had Santos Escobar and Santos Escobar, basically, uh, qualify for the North American Champion, uh, ladder match. Um, but the show actually started with The Miz coming out. I completely forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. The Miz Are came out. Are you on out. the thingy? Um, I'm on the Ringside News article. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, the show actually started with The Miz coming out because he was going to host a very ep- a very special episode of Miz TV. Um, so he had Dolph Ziggler um, and Robert Roode. Big Bob. Big Bob. Big Bob. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. Anyways. <laughs> he had Big Bob come out and they were... Um, you know, talking or whatever. And then, Big Beefy King, uh, L.A. Knight came out. <laughs> he said, yeah, let me talk to you. And then... <laughs> and then talk to us. He talked to us. And basically, he challenged um, Dolph Ziggler to a match uh, later on in the night. And it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Oh, also, I forgot to mention that during the Cameron Grimes and Santos Escobar thing, uh, Melo and Trick were on commentary. Um, yeah, so then throughout the night, uh, Cora, oh wait, no, yeah, it was. Okay, Cora Jade had stolen Toxic Attraction's, uh, belts. All three of them. And she was hiding them around the PC, and, and channeling her inner Kevin McAllister. Yeah. There was like a ton of Home Alone booby traps. Um, yeah. So the first one to get caught was JC Jane. Uh, she found hers like hung to this little thing. And when she pulled it down, it closed the gates to this thing. And Cora locked her in there. Um, and then the second one where she belongs. Um, Gigi had found her title on top of a garbage truck and she had to climb in to get it and she fell in and Cora closed the lid and kept her in there. Yeah, she like lowered a forklift thing down. Yeah. Um, to keep the lid closed. Yep. And then we got the very first tease to a match that's going to happen at Stand and Deliver. Uh, that was just announced today. Um, so Ellie and I was getting ready, and then uh, Walter approached him, and he says that um, I'm going to call him Eli because LA just does not roll off the tongue. Eli mm-hmm. uh, uses his mouth to get opportunities that he doesn't, and he doesn't respect it. So, so he says that Walter basically has no charisma, no personality. That he's all sports and no entertainment, basically. But Eli is both. Let me talk to you. Yeah. 
and then um that was it but honestly this match is gonna fuck it's gonna fuck uh it's it gonna really fuck. will it it will be just for me it's for the rosalie gates it's for the rosalie gates um but yeah that happened and then Tommaso Chaba came out he was he was literally just talking for I think maybe like an hour perhaps yeah um, I'm not even gonna lie um while this was happening I was like in the middle of having a fever I did not hear a single thing that this man said I heard everything he said but I have no fucking clue what he said <laughs> I, 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 I was not this. paying attention I texted you this he's like the Cody Rhodes of NXT but like well yeah <laughs> like not by me but well received by the people and like mm-hmm. he talks so much and he says so many things but like what is he really saying you know he brings up like diy and like johnny gargano and like monday night raw and like all these things it is like what are you saying queen um yeah i finally understood what he's uh what he said and basically, he's um, saying that this match could potentially be his last one in NXT. It was a bit of a farewell, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so then, everybody's favorite Italian, uh, Tony D'Angelo, came out, and he had his little, cro- his little- <laughs> he had his crowbar. <laughs> But he dropped it because he respects Champa and he sees him as a man. So he dropped his crowbar and he's like, I could have hit you. I could have hit you with my crowbar, but I didn't because I respect you. And then, um, or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was blacking out. I saw Tony D'Angelo. So I blacked out. Um, but then, um, he's like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give you your last match. And um, whatever. So then, like, he shakes his hand, and then like he kicks him the ball. Yeah, which honestly, honestly, I think it would have been more respectful to hit him with the crowbar. For real. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think that would have been a touch more respectful. <laughs> yeah. So then we had this really like. It was weird, but like I love every second of it. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Persian Parada. <laughs> um, <laughs> they came, their entrance. They made their entrance together as opponents, <laughs> and like ultimate. That's bestie goals, to be honest. Like that is everything. I <laughs> Even though they're fighting, for real. That's sisterhood like, right there. Yeah. Also, I love it because like that's such like a smart way to save time. For real, like it, it was, it was so good. Like I love that. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> yeah. And so, so like, they're they doing the entire entrance. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Um, they had a match. It was not, you know, a technical classic by any means. It was just a match. Um, but uh, okay, so. You know, Persia is like hooking up with Duke Hudson, which, like, by the way, the way they're kissing is like, I'm not, I'm not going to. I want to see all that. I, I, I'm not gonna 
speak on anything because I do not know for sure. But apparently there's rumors that Duke Hudson and Jake Atlas are dating. I do not know. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think you've told me about that rumor before. Yeah, because Duke Hudson had a match versus Cameron Grimes. And then right after, Jake Atlas tweeted, like, proud with, like, a heart emoji or something. And then, like, he quickly deleted it. But people were like, anyway, I- I'm not going to go into that because we-, we don't know, okay? And, like, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so Duke Hudson comes up and he distracts Indy. But then Dexter Loomis comes out and he, like distracts Persia and then Indy rolls her up and wins. So then um both couples get into the ring and then they start kissing each other and it gets progressively more like it gets progressively more sexual, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Indy um, rips off Dexter's shirt. Yeah. Um, apparently, and I, I checked to make sure that it, it was correct, because Vic had said it, and I was like, I don't know, because and uh, WWE always lies. But I went mm-hmm. on NXT's uh, TikTok profile. By the way, they get, like, a shit ton of, like, uh, views. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, I went on NXT's TikTok profile, and it does, in fact, have 10 million views. Wow. Yeah, so a very viral moment from NXT 2.0. Um, but yeah, so earlier on in the night, um, Santos was, you know, celebrating his victory or whatever. So he was talking to the interviewer and he said that he's the greatest luchador in, you know, all of wrestling. And then (laughs) everybody's favorite luchador, uh, Rey Mysterio comes out with Dominic and he's like, you know, you think that you're the greatest luchador or whatever. And, like, you're fit to carry my legacy or some shit. But the person who's going to carry my legacy and who's going to be the best luchador is Dominic. And fucking Hawking's like, Dominic? <laughs> I, didn't so I think I thought they both said it at, like, the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. It was so funny because they said it like in the same like way that like Soldier Boy said Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah. So then that leads to uh, Raúl Mendoza of Legado versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, and to be honest, I feel like uh, it is probably best for Dominic to stay on NXT for the foreseeable future. Because, like, I think in the ring, fundamentally, he's all set. I just mm-hmm. think he needs to find, like, his style and, like, personality, cadence, like, the way he carries himself. That's not mm-hmm. just, like, this is my dad. Look at my dad. You know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. Like, I think, honestly, I think Dominic in NXT could be super iconic. It could be. There are so many, like, really good matches that he could have. And he had one, and we're about to talk about it. Um, but I think it could be really good. I would love to see him in NXT 2.0. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it would be really helpful for him to be in NXT 2.0 because it's not as much pressure to do good. Um, but like, I feel like it'll be a good learning experience for him because like mm-hmm. I like I said in the ring he has everything he needs you know like sometimes it is a little like um okay do this do this do this do that do that rather than like you know flowing but like overall he does he's good but I mm-hmm. think he could benefit from the developmental aspect for like personality wise um but yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so then this match was actually pretty good. It was a really good, like, Lucha-style match. Well, as bad as Lucha as you can get uh, in NXT. And, yeah, it had some um, hints of interference. Um, and Lecter Lopez, oh, my God. Them things were thing and respectfully. Um, respectfully. Um, but then Fallon Henley, who is that girl that's been hanging around Raisin Jensen, um, you know, came in to even the odds because you can't hit women. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so then Dominic ends up winning with the 619 and then the Fox Flash. And, um, they celebrate at the top of the ramp with, uh, Briggs and Jensen. And yeah, it was it was a good little match, nice little cameo. Um, so then the final person that um, needs to find their championship belt from Toxic Attraction is Mandy Rose. Um, so Coria has the belt, whatever, but she finds Mandy's new Range Rover. Um, I think it was Range Rover, <laughs> but it was a very fancy white car. And she was going to spray paint it, but she put it down and she gets into the car and she goes to, you know, take a ride. But she, t- she this is, this was so funny, like, Loki. Uh, she gets in the car and, like, she moves, like, the rear view mirror. And then you see Mandy Rose and she's like, hello, Cora. And, and then she just starts beating the shit out of her. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, um, she just starts fighting, whatever, and then Mandy eventually gets the upper hand and lays out Cora and she spray paints her back. That had to have been itchy. It had to, yeah. Shout out to Cora for going through that. Retweet. Yeah, I I know Mandy Rose stank because, um... Apparently, she smells like lavender, and I hate the smell of lavender. Me too, and everyone's always like, oh, lavender's so calming. Like, no, it makes me angry uh-uh, and I nauseous, actually. So like, purple stuff that's not scented like lavender, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so um, the week previous, the previous week, I said that wrong. Okay, the previous week. <laughs> Uh, the Korean brothers have been attacked for their match versus Imperium for the NXT Tag Team titles. Um, and then last minute, we were replaced by... M- I was about to say MGK. By MSK. <laughs> they were replaced by MSK. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, they come out of the ring. 
and they want that whoever attacks them to, you know, come out and show themselves. So then MSK come out, and then oh, also they were wearing NWO shirts. Um, yeah, and they're like, we did not attack you. But Which like, I don't believe. I refuse to believe it. I want I want heal MSK. Therefore, I think that MSK did attack them to get the opportunity. But do you think that was them in the video package that they showed us? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to, it. We'll get to our conspiracies. Uh, anyways, who attacked the Creed Brothers? Um, but yeah. So then, you know, they're arguing, whatever. And then from their little, like, thing that they like to get on that's, like, at the top, just, like, really high above the ring. I don't know. The platform? Um, yeah, the platform. <laughs> oh, they call it a podium. Okay, but the podium. platform sounds right. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's a Whatever. Anyways, uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel are on the podium. Or platform. Whatever. And they're like, well, you know, you out here talking, but, like, you can't even win these titles. So, like, why are you <laughs> arguing? Uh, and then Bivens says to shut the fuck up. <laughs> to come down here and talk and get your ass beat. Um, Imagine if they let Malcolm cuss. I feel like I feel like they should give Malcolm a gun and they should let him cuss. And I feel like <laughs> that'll um, make the product amazing um yeah yeah like i feel like nxt 2.0 would be the biggest like thing in sports if they gave malcolm a gun and let him just say whatever literally i don't get why people don't like 2.0 i feel like it's camp okay yeah i understand it is a camp it's serving cunt okay like if you don't get it consider getting some bitches like one singular bitch and you'd understand. Yeah. That's yeah. that's it. The girl the hot girls that get it, get it, and the girls that don't, don't. don't. Sorry you're not a hot girl. Literally. Um, but yeah, so then Wesley says that um Imperium don't have the balls to get in there because they know they get bitch slapped by everyone. Um but then Fabian's like, no, because we're willing to put our belts on the line in a triple threat match at Stand and Deliver. Uh, I definitely did not read word for word. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, and then Marcel says that um, they like to talk about perception and reality, but the perception is that they are at a disadvantage, but in reality, Imperium feels fears no one. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, they have Walter, so I believe it. For real. Like, (laughs) if Walter was leading me, I wouldn't be a shit. Um, Except for him. For real. (laughs) Anytime you move that hand, I would, like, flinch. Like, uh oh, you even accidentally hit me. You would put me in the hospital, sir. No. Oh my god, dude. I can't get over that picture of Duke Hudson. You could literally ID Walter from it. Like, you could get the FBI in there. It's just, like, it's so crazy. It, like, wrapped around, like, his arm. Yes. Like, his shoulder. Oh, like, ugh. God. That's just disgusting. That's so scary. More of it. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Cameron Grimes is interviewed backstage after his loss to Santos. 
Uh, and he's, you know, really disappointing. And he really wants to be there and win the North American Championship because the last thing he ever told his dad before he passed away was that he'd signed to NXT and that he would want to be a champion. And he's been here for three years and he still hasn't done it. Um, so, you know, good to know that me and Grammy are both part of the Dead Dad Club. Uh, but the legacy grows stronger every day. Uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade and GYV are like arguing backstage. Malcolm's there and he's like, I'm gonna need all y'all to shut up. You know, like a real G is trying to talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are y'all talking? I need absolute um, silence when Malcolm Bivens is spitting. Yeah, and he wants to know, like, who who attacked the Creed brothers and like why they did it. Um, Blade and Anofi are like, it wasn't us. We were too busy attacking the butlers that Toxic Attraction hired. Um, and Zach Gibson then questions how Malcolm can trust those creepy little simps. And I love that. Fuck Zach, fuck Zach Gibson, by the way. No particular reason, just fuck him. Yeah, just fuck him. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Anyways, so then, <laughs> just Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm Bivens asks uh, GYB if they were the ones that did it, um, and then Zach Gibson's like, "No, but if they'd known that they would get a title shot, then they would have." Um, mm-hmm. So then, this sets up a match for this week's episode of NXT, and that's the end of that. And then we get to the main event, which is. Dolph Ziggler versus LA Knight for the NXT Championship. And, um, this was a match. I mean, (laughs) it's a Dolph Ziggler match. Nothing to write home about. Um, uh, yeah, so, I I keep reading BFT as, like, bacon, lettuce, tomato. I read it as a big fucking thing. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's better than Fletus. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the match ended when LA Knight tried to go for the BFT. And um, Dolph, like, shoved him away. And then uh, eventually Dolph hits a super kick and then he wins. Uh, yeah, and that was basically it. Um, Dolph and Braun had a little face-off uh, at the end. and Okay, I have thoughts on this whole, like, Braun situation. And it's not even a situation, it just feels like a situation to me. I don't understand why they made him lose the title. Like, honestly, after that match against Santos, like, he's been losing the steam that he had. And it makes me sad because Braun is a really good wrestler. And I really, I love him. He's super, he's super cool. He's adorable. He's the greatest, whatever. But, like, I'm just kind of like, eh, like, what's the point, you know? Yeah, I do feel like I feel like they're kind of dropping the ball with him. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe they're setting him up to go to the main roster, but like, I, I feel like he, 
Like, I don't know. Because, like, I feel like his reign wasn't even that long. Yeah. It it's like really when it, didn't when feel it, like, that Halloween long. Havoc? Yeah, I think so. Maybe? I don't know. It really didn't feel like, like, to me, it felt like it was, like, three months long. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I feel like he hadn't done anything. Because, like, it was, like, one of his first couple defenses, and then he just lost it. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah. it's, I don't know. I don't get it. I feel, <laughs> I mean, I feel like he'll recover, because, like, he's good enough. But, like, yeah. right now, it's just, like, it, it's, like, a weird situation. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, this isn't gonna, like, break his career. Um, but, like, I do feel like they have dropped the ball on him a little bit. And it just, it makes me a little sad. Yeah. Um, That's just an alternate perspective on things, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. I'll just be talking. (laughs) Yeah, so moving on to today's episode of NXT. Um, So we started off with the uh, other qualifier for the North American ladder match. Um, it was Sola Sokoa versus Roderick Strong. Um, yeah. This is a pretty hard Technically, match. we opened with, like, a shot of Trick and Mellow, like, walking to the deal. And I feel like that's significant because it's Trick and Mellow. Um, yeah, Kings, both of them. Kings. Um, and they were on commentary for this match. Uh, yeah, they're, they were on commentary for, like, pretty much all of, like, the North American title matches. Uh, well, the qualifying matches. Um, and it's been, like, a really nice thing because, like, I love both of them on the mic. And I love the way that they interact with each other. Yeah, me too. And, and so, like, and the way they interact brought, like, with uh, Wade and Vic as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, all four of them have, like, really good chemistry. And so it's just, like, made these matches. Like, even the ones that I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care. Like, it's made those enjoyable. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so both of both of the qualifying matches just randomly had somebody like coming out uh, <laughs> towards the end. Um, but yeah, so Santos Escobar came out and he looks so good, king of drip. Mm-hmm. Um, like he looked very handsome tonight. He, he was wearing glasses. Like, it was just a king, king. Um, but yeah, so he was just kind of sitting there watching, um, and eventually. Uh, Sikoa wins with an Uso splash for the win. And he qualifies for the match. And yeah. <laughs> so then we have a little tiny segment um, backstage of um, Indian Persia arguing about an article Um. And which of them is a hotter couple. And then, yeah. you know, they're arguing. And eventually, Indy says, you know, I'm going to show you my man is better. You know, you're welcome to go come watch his match with me. Or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. I love, like, the level of, like, in love wife that Indy is playing. Like, I love Index so much. I aspire to be, like, her level of, like, annoying spouse, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just constantly, like, I married my husband. Like, I just, I think that's so cute. I love it. Me too. I love Index. Um, Me too. But, yeah. 
So Dex's match is actually versus Tony D'Angelo, which like, oh my god, for free, for free, for free on a random Tuesday. Imagine, <laughs> only in NXT two point baby, only in NXT two point Um, but yeah, so it's a it, it's a very it's a match. <laughs> so yeah, so um, Persia and uh, Duke are watching from the outside. And they're both, you know, wrestling. And then um, Tony tries to grab his crowbar, but Indy takes it away. And then Persia takes it away from Indy. But then, like, but then um, Tony and Persia are having, like, a tug of war for the crowbar. But then eventually Tony wins, but, like, uh, it ends up. Why would Persia even, like, try to take the crowbar? It seems like she's trying to set Dexter up. I'm just saying. I think Indy should beat her up again. You know what? Have you considered sometimes it just be like that? Um. <laughs> but yeah, so Tony pulls it away, and then like it like ricochets, I guess, and it hits Loomis. But like, even though it's a very, it's very blatantly that they were fighting for the crowbar. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the ref was actively looking at it. But anyways. Apparently, the ref does not see Dex getting hit by a crowbar directly in front of the ref. I, whatever. <laughs> anyway, it's camp. It's camp. It's camp. Um, but anyways, uh, he hits the fisherman suplex and wins. Uh, yeah, so then Tony D cuts a promo at the end of the match talking about, you know, talking shit about Tommaso Ciampa. And then also, I heard that they had changed his music and everybody said it was really bad. But, like, I didn't realize how bad it was until I heard it. That shit is ass. It's ass. Yeah, and then, like, Champa came out and um, hit Tony with, like, the fairy tale ending. And, you know, this may be his final chapter in NXT, but if he is, he's writing the chapter himself, whatever. And then we have... And then, like, that segment's over. We just, you know, had to have a Champa. Uh, sighting, I guess. Next, we had Electra Lopez versus Fallon Henley. Um, them things were thinging. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, respectfully. Um, but yeah, Electra wins this match. Not, you know. Um, not surprisingly. She's a yeah. queen. So then, Draco Anthony, which is a hard ass name, bro. That shit goes hard. Um, and Zion Quinn are backstage, and like they're like buddies, I guess. Um, and then Joe Gacy is like blowing up Draco's phone. Um, Kink. I wish that were me. I love Joe Gacy. Me too. I feel like I have like imagine you besties with him, and like he like just blows your phone up, you know, to let you know that like for you real. don't have to be alone, and you're not alone, and that he's there for you. For real. Like, come on. Like, be more you, grateful. You, yeah, why would you not want that? Um, but yeah, so then he says that if JC, if, if Joe Gacy has, um, you know, won't leave him alone, um, you know, Zion's going to have his back. Um, mm-hmm. So then there's like a little interview segment with Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Um, and then we have Braun Breaker versus Big Bob, Robert Roode. Um, 
Bobby Roode's theme song goes so fucking hard, bro. I forgot how good it was. It really I heard is. it again. I know, same. But yeah, um, it's not you know like it's it's a match. It's not. I don't know how to describe this to y'all. Um, it was fine. Um, eventually, um, uh, Braun wins, <laughs> and then um, Ziggler attacks him from behind when he was celebrating in the ramp, and that's it. It's good. Uh, that's how they set it up. I didn't see that. I guess that's what I went to go what? How they set up the match versus Winter. I mean, Walter. Oh, yeah. Why did he draw him like that? <laughs> oh, my mic just fell. What do you mean? Like, are you looking at the Ringside News article? Yeah. Like, the little, like, picture that Dex drew? I don't see it. Why are his ears so big? I mean, that's just how Dexter draws. Like, he does, like, the I know. Um, like, caricature. Yeah. yeah. His ears are so, so big. Yeah. Anyways, what? I, I mean, his ears—they're not that big, but like, they're a feature on him, and they could be enhanced. You know, and watch about the Walter because he's gonna be. I'm not saying nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying anything. Um, I'm just—you know—you know. Interesting. Uh, also, follow Dexter's art account at uh, it's like Shaw Dog Art on Instagram. Yeah, he's a really good artist. He um, is. Also, his like name Samuel Shaw. Like that is such a hard name. I love that. Imagine being born with that name. Like that's fucking crazy. I know. Um, that is yeah. like a slasher name though. <laughs> For real, I thought to say that sounds like somebody who could fucking kill me. Yeah, like, like that sounds like something you see it like uh, on the news, like notorious killer Samuel Shaw on the loose again. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, and if you watched Impact in like what 2014, you did see stuff like that. Yeah, I watched Impact. Well, not killer. I, I don't Impact know if it was like 2014. I, I I went through like phases where I watched it and then I didn't watch it, but it's because. Impact cannot keep, like, a channel to, like, air their programming on for longer than, like, three years. <laughs> and, like... It seems like I, they've been with Access for a while. Yeah, I feel like they're working things out with Access. But, like, for a while, yeah. like, they were on Spike, they were, like, on Pop TV and True TV, Paramount TV or some shit. Like, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, and I just never knew we were watching. But every once in a while, I would tune in. And I would watch it. I vividly remember watching what some consider to be like one of the worst TNA storylines like ever. I watched. I remember watching that live. It was like the one, the Claire Lynch one, where like AJ Styles had. Um, I don't know if it was. Hmm. You know, I'm not gonna go into detail with this, but it, it, it was terrible. Just look up, you know, Claire Lynch. You'll know it was. It was, it was bad. Um, it's terrible. And I vividly remember watching it live and I hated it. Um, mm. I want to go back and watch like the Samuel Shaw and Christy Hemi stuff. Um, well, after that, we had a Chase U segment. Um, I had gone to get food uh, during the Braun Breaker versus uh, Bobby Wood match. So, 
this is where I came back and I, I watched this. Um, Bodie Hayward, Hayward was talking and this guy just raises his hand and Bodie starts like, uh, you know, cussing him out. Like it, it just goes like silent with how much he's saying. Like it's crazy. Like, um, yeah. And then Andre's he gave like, him. yeah. And then Andre's like, where did you learn to talk like this? And then Bodie's like, I learned it from you. And Andre's like, that's beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like a very it was very much a like Andre Chase style like getting cussed out. Yeah. And just I love I love Chase You so much. Me too. It is so good. Um yeah. So then we had the second qualifying match for the North American Championship ladder match. Um we had A Kid versus Grayson Walla. Um this was a match. It's not anything extraordinary. Yeah. Um, but Grayson Waller ended up winning. Um, and yeah. So after the match, um, Carmelo and Trick um, say that um, they're missing one more guy for the match. So they're going to take the three losers of the qualifying match matches. Roderick Strong, Cameron Grimes, and A-Kid, and then putting in a triple threat match, and then whoever wins that triple threat match gets added to the um, ladder match. I don't know if I want Grimy or Roddy to win. Right? More Grimy. Yeah, I feel like, like... I love them both, but, like, Cameron, come on, Cameron deserves the shot a little bit does. more, because, like, Roddy just had the ch- championship before Mello did. Well, he had yeah. a championship. I don't know. I feel like Rod- Roddy's doing good right now. I feel like he doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then now we have the match that was set up last week. Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Creed Brothers. Um, it's just a basic tag team match. Um, the Veterans um, beat up the Creeds before it start- the match starts. Like, before they ring the bell. Um, but then eventually the Creed Brothers end up getting the win, and while they're celebrating, um, there's, like, a video on the thingy, and they are, um, there's two guys. Hooded figures. Yes, there's two guys that are, like, tearing apart, like, the Diamond Mind, like, training room, and they have, like, hoodies, and one is, like, texting, and then, like, the text that's being sent is, like, showing up on the screen. Um, yeah. and it says, Diamond might not find them, that they'll come to them. Um, and then they spray painted something on the wall. But it I said, Don't cry. It. Don't cry. I'm pretty sure it said, Don't cry. Oh. I don't know why. I swear to God, it said, Don't cry. Yeah, I read something about cry, but I was like, I don't know. Um, so that's yeah. a little, that's a little interesting. That's a little tease. Um, yeah, so there's like a little who done it uh going on. Um you can eliminate Imperium. You can eliminate Imperium. Yeah, because I don't think anyone in Imperium would wear sparkly shoes. And I swear to God that like one of their shoes were sparkly. <laughs> so I mean that and also because they showed up in the next segment, like directly after. <laughs> I so mean, they, they could have hired someone. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe. But maybe. also, Marcel and Fabian's excuse was that they don't need to cheap shot people because if they have a problem with someone, they take it out on them face to face. So yeah. there are various, um, you know, people that could have done this. And I guess you can eliminate grizzled young veterans. Um, yeah, because they Idris, were getting their ass handed to them in the ring. Yeah, and Aegis and um, Malik. I don't know why I just forgot everything. Okay, <laughs> Aegis and Malik. Who else? You can eliminate jacket time. Um, mm-hmm. Who would wear sparkly shoes? MSK. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Nash. So. I feel like Nash would wear sparkly shoes. I was thinking, like, Nash could definitely, like, black sparkly shoes, which is what these were. Like, yeah, I could totally see Nash in something like that. Yeah. I want Hill MSK so bad. I need Hill MSK. Just, like, I feel like that would cure some, like, mental illness that I have. I think it would, really and truly. I need it. It really would. Uh, yeah, so then after this big thing, uh, we had um, Gunther um, versus Duke Hudson. Um, this match was hard to look at, bro, but I love looking at it. Yeah. Just every single second. Walter, it was like a car crash. Walter had, oh my god, bro. Like, I think I shed a tear. Um, <laughs> The way everybody that's in like the vicinity of Rick is so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> like everybody at ringside, everybody in the ring, like it's just a- an entire thing full of hot people. It was crazy. Anyways, only in NXT 2.0. Literally. That's not true, NXT but 2.0. you know, whatever. No, no, you say that shit with your chest. Anyways, um, this match. God damn! Um, you know, everybody knows Walter hits hard, hard as fuck, but like, god damn, bro. I think, like, <laughs> did Duke Hudson, like, steal his gas money? Like, <laughs> did he fucking pump diesel into, like, his car? Like, <laughs> did he fucking, like, put a boot on his car wheel? <laughs> like, did he fucking. <laughs> Like, did he slide into Ginny's DMs? Like, what the fuck? Did he comment on Walter's ears? Literally. Like, what the fuck did he do to Warren? Walter just... Honestly, honestly, that's what makes Walter so scary. It's like, you don't even have to do anything. He's just like that. For real. He's just like that. (laughs) It's like Perk Angle. (laughs) He was just like that. Sammy Callahan said that he's like shit himself like three times in his like career and one of them was after Walter like body slammed him (laughs) I love I miss Sammy one time CM Punk shat himself during a match against Dean Ambrose and then right after he tweeted just shit my britches on Smackdown (laughs) he's retweeted and I think about it so often. <laughs> no, because, like, the amount of times that wrestlers have shit themselves is so fucking, like, <laughs> astounding. 
It's literally, I swear to God, it's because of pre-workout. Maybe. Like, I swear, people do not need to be putting that shit in their body, but they do. Dude, I saw this TikTok. Well, it's not a TikTok, but I was on Instagram, and it was a TikTok. But this girl was like... That's when you know it's bad. For real. <laughs> this girl was, like, uh, counting how many monsters she drank in, like, a week. She drank, like, 16. She drank, like, five on Monday. Anyways, like, at the beginning, it was, she was, like, pointing, and, like, you could see, like, her hand visibly shaking, and every once in a while, the camera would just start shaking when she was filming, like, whenever she drank one, and it's, like, how are you not shitting yourself? Like, <laughs> I haven't even had five monsters in my lifetime. For, honestly, they kind of- That's not even a joke. Like they kind of taste like shit. I don't like them. I tried getting into monsters, but, ew. They, they taste like battery. I've never, I don't even think I've ever even drank a full monster. Me either. <laughs> like, all together, I have probably had a single full monster in 20 years on this earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but, um, yeah, pre-workouts from the devil, I think. Uh, <laughs> this is nothing to do with Walter. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, Walter fucking chopped Duke like <laughs> money. Um, and, like, you know, for to be fair, Duke also, like, topped him really great. Mm-hmm. Like, a ton as well. Yeah, like, like Walter's ribs, chest is starting to bruise, too. Yeah, and, like, his ribs as well. Not like his ribs, but it's like, no, it is his ribs. Like, his left side, maybe? I don't know. That part was really red for some reason as well. Um, But, yeah, dude, that was fucking... Walter was in the fucking... He was in his fucking locker room listening to Many Men by 50 Cent. Before he went out, for no, his he head. was listening to "In the Party" by Flo Millie. He was listening to "In the Party" by Flo Millie, and he, was, he fucking came out there like Duke that's why he was so mad. He was like, "Bitch, she's got my man." <laughs> he fucking came yeah. out like Duke Hudson stole his rent money, <laughs> and like <laughs> fucking broke his pipes, like, <laughs> like. He had no reason to do him like that. He had no reason. Also, at one point, like, he, like, looks at Persia, like, wants to look at, at Persia, and is like, this is for you. And then he just, like, traps the shit out of two. Walter? I know in my heart of hearts that Walter is one of the funniest motherfuckers no, I in know any is. locker room. I know he is. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> and I love that. Oh my god. Like, that man is so funny. He is, dude. Oh my god. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, after Walter wins the match, um, he, like, gets on the mic and he's like, you know... It's a disgrace that LA Knight could just talk himself into, like, title matches and, like, he doesn't have, like, the skill to, like, actually win them. So then, obviously, offended by this, LA Knight comes out and he's, like, <laughs> and then he starts, he's, like, LA Knight, let me tell you, and then Walter's, like, shut up! <laughs> does does Walter, <laughs> what? Go ahead. No, you remember that segment where, like, DX, like, dressed up as a McMahon? <laughs> And like, <laughs> and then Sean was like running around. 
And then I'm just like, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> and Sean just falls and starts, like, twitching. That's what this reminded me of. <laughs> that video is so good. No, I was going to say, does does Walter not understand that literally all he has to do is just walk up to, like, the head of creative and just, like, cock Raise his, his hand. like, hand back and be like, if you don't put me in a fucking title match right now, <laughs> they're going to do it. They're going to be like, okay, yes, sir, and we'll give you a raise. For real. <laughs> like, we'll get you a private jet and you, you, you got to listen to <laughs> Do you want a maid? Like, we'll get you a maid. We'll get you three. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the drop of the hat. Just don't hurt me. I have a family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. Those things should be... He should have to legally register his hands as a weapon. For real? <laughs> 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 LA Knight says that... LA Knight says, LA Knight, let me talk to you. Yeah. Um... But if he interrupts him again, he'll knock his blockhead off his dad bod. By the way, <laughs> I'd be kind of mad because Walter doesn't have his tummy anymore. Yeah. At the same time, at the same time, looking fine. He looks really good. He looks really good. Um, like I, you can definitely tell that like him, like Fabian. And Marcel have all like been hitting the gym together and like doing whatever it is that they do. Like, yeah, because it's fucking crazy though. Because like I was watching, you know, it's my comfort match, Loki. I was watching Undisputed Era versus Imperium at Worlds Collide, and like to see how much like, because like you look at Marcel and like he's he's fine, right? Like he looks he's fit mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But you look at him now, and it's like. A completely different person. Like, yeah. fucking crazy. It's because they came to America and, like, we've got weird shit in our stuff. I'm telling you, pre-workout no, should be do. banned. We do. It's weird I shit, I am straight bro. up telling you. It's weird shit. Like, there's a reason when you go to Mexico or, like, any other country that's not America, shit tastes different. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's we put weird shit in our stuff. Yeah, anyway. we put chemicals in our stuff that turn the freaking frogs gay. Yeah, Obama turned the frogs gay. Yeah, the and fact that the- that's technically true also just sends me. <laughs> Alex Jones is a crazy dude, but we're not getting into that. Anyways, um, yeah, so then uh, LA Knight's like, well, you know, I was going to use my words to get a match with you, but I'm going to try a different approach. So then he tries to, like, you know, beat up Walter, but obviously Imperium is, like, right there. So... <clears throat> they start beating him up and then uh msk you come out and they the fans are booing them i'm telling you we're about to get hill msk we need i need it i've uh-huh. been ever since they debuted i was like hill msk could be a, like that could slap and yeah. they saw it and they're like okay we'll, we'll try it we'll try it i feel like well I don't know, because I didn't watch a ton of TNA when they were in there, but um, I feel like they'd be, like, the really, like, annoying type of heels. Not, like, in the sense of, like, oh, like, we're all bad now, like, we cheat to whatever. But, like, they're just so fucking annoying that you want them to get their ass kicked. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I I've watched, um, 
like they're I think they're called the Rascals. I watched their match against uh, Motor City Machine Guns. That was really good. Highly yes, recommend. It be. Um, Highly yeah, recommend that match. It was so good. And then finally, we have the finals to the um, Dusty Classic, the Women's Dusty Classic, and it was Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Um, I saw a lot of mixed reactions to the winners of this match. I had a mixed reaction. Yeah. So the match itself was pretty good. You know, it was a really like back and forward um, mm-hmm. tag team affair. All four really talented um, wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai uh, pick up the win. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why, because, you know, like, Wendy and Dakota were just, you know, kind of thrown together. But I was actually, like, really rooting for them. Like, I think that they, I think that would have been really good. But I can also understand them not wanting Dakota to win, like, two years in a row, because it is, like, such a new thing for the women. Mm -hmm. So, I get it. I'm not angry with the results by any means. It's just, like, I was like, damn, what could have been? Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, Kaylee Ray and Io were also just thrown together. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that either is way. True. Yeah, that uh, is true. So, like, it really could have gone either way. Um. Yeah, so basically says uh, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai are, like, celebrating their win with her. Toxic Attraction comes out, and Mandy's like, you know, you suck. <laughs> and then um, Kaylee Ray's like, well... Since we won, we're going to cash in our title shot and we're going to use it for your women's championship. And then they're going to make the match at Stand and Deliver a fatal four-way. Um, so it's going to be Mandy versus Cora Jade versus Kaylee Ray versus Io Shirai. And uh, not going to lie, I feel like that's kind of a waste of the uh, Dusty Classic. What win. the fuck? Yeah. Why aren't they going for the tag titles? That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like because, like, I don't, it, to me, it's, like, that you made this tag team classic. The least you could do is, like, go for the tag team titles. Because, like, yeah, it's showing how well you work. Yeah, because it's, like, you're working together. Like, why would you eventually, like, go on, go through this entire grueling tournament, win together, and then all of a sudden it's, like, every man for himself. And it's, like. Yeah, that's that's stupid. I didn't hear that part because I was in the living room, but that's, I don't like that. That's dumb. Yeah, that's really stupid. I don't like it. Um, that was kind of a miss. Um, yeah. But yeah, on to other things now. Um, so now on to AEW news. Uh, well, not news. Just events. Um, so AEW Revolution was the week before last week. But obviously, we didn't have an episode last week, so we're going to cover the aftermath of AEW Revolution right now. And then we'll move on to St. Patrick's Day Slam. Um, so, uh, Chris Jericho was out cutting a promo, and um, eventually... Okay, so basically, he's like uh, telling Eddie to come out and shake his hand. And then, eventually... 
Betty shakes his hand. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out. And then, um, you know, they're like going to attack uh, Jericho and Eddie. And then Santana Ortiz come out to like even up the odds. And then Ortiz gives Jericho the baseball bat. And then Santana was like holding up Daniel. And then Jericho ended up hitting Santana with the bat. But it's like, didn't we establish that the inner circle was already done? So like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Whatever. That was the whole thing. Anyways, eventually yeah. we learn that this was the formation of the Jericho Appreciation Society featuring and Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The thought should be afterwards. Yeah. Uh but this is the Jericho Appreciation Society, um, consisting of uh, Dana Garcia, Jake Hager, 2.0, and Chris Jericho. Yeah, um, and the, like, logo for it reminds me so much of, like, Scooby-Doo's dog tags. Yeah, it does look like it a lot. Yeah, uh, so, you know, let, I don't know if that means something, I guess. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, so then uh, we had a big debut that everybody knew was going to happen. <laughs> um, so Matt Hardy was like out and um, he was doing something. Hold on. Um, okay, so the AHFO were having a like little um, discussion because Matt's been kind of like not really like present and just it's making everyone feel kind of like where are your interests, Matthew? Um, and they decide to have a vote to see if Matt should be kicked out. And Matt's like, um, jokes on you. Like, private party would never turn on me. Like, those are my sons. They love me. And from behind him, like, we can see them voting in favor for them him to stay. And then they do the thumbs down, which means they kicked him out. And so Matt gets attacked by everyone in the AH AH A H F O. Yeah, it is so oh hard to God. say. It is so. Hard I know. To say. I'm so glad they just made it the AFO. Yeah. Anyways. Um, um. Anyway, Matt's getting attacked, and then you know the Hardy Boys theme happens, and Jeff <laughs> Jeff dances. <laughs> He dances for like five fucking minutes. <laughs> because the Ray Ripley to the Yeah, he's getting Matt's getting his ass handed to him in the ring, and Jeff's just doing his interesting. That shit was so funny, but like honestly, good for him. Uh, yeah, so Jeff Hardy is officially all elite, and he arrived to AEW. And uh, came to uh, Matt's aid. And uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Um, yeah, and then Wardlow cut a little promo um, about the state of him and um, the Pinnacle. And he says, he's no longer with the pinnacle but technically he's still under contract with mjf but he just doesn't care anymore um the way like he was apologizing for his role in like all of max's actions 
in it read it sounded like a note staff apology and it was just it was so funny to me <laughs> it was so funny to me but uh yeah so yeah a lot of people were surprised that like Wardlow could talk but like Wardlow's a total package plus he's hot so like even if he could yeah. even if he couldn't talk it's not like you would listen because he's fucking hot <laughs> yeah and he has a really nice voice so yes he, he has a really nice voice man is a really total package he's a total yeah package. and i hope that that changes like that was maxwell's one of his biggest flaws is that he didn't let wardlow talk for real like so i hate him anyways um yeah so then the main event was scorpio sky versus sammy guevara for the tnt title um, not gonna lie, I did not watch this match because I, I forgot Scorpio was facing him. But I just saw Sammy come out and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, they had a match and then Sammy pulled this crazy ass spot from a like, Why? Why? What did he do? Because he fucking, hold on. Okay, he pulled out a table and then he put Scorpio on the table and then he fucking tried to do a 6.30 senton, but Scorpio move, and then he smashed to the table anyway. But it's like, girl, is it that serious? Oh, yeah, and then Ty came out, and I was just like, come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yeah, Sammy and Ty and Corey and Carmella are the four horsemen slash women of the apocalypse, and I think they should just stop. Like, not gonna lie, like, I've never in my life wanted a couple to break up as much as them because, like, same. Like, like I, I up. don't like, I don't agree with, like, you know, talking shit about, like, wrestling spouses and, you know, like, treat everyone with respect and, like, don't wish for people to break up just because you don't like them. But these three, four, these two couples, I need them to break up. I it's think true. that if they continue to date, um, we will never achieve world peace. Um, global COVID's warming never will just get end. worse. I think they yeah. caused COVID, to be honest. You know what? Me too. Like, oh, this shit is disgusting, bro. Like, keep that shit away from me. Like, yeah, I hate couples that are, like, overtly sexual on the internet. Like, it's disgusting. I don't need to know, like, why? This is a Christian yeah. website. Like... I'm a child of God. Like my brother in Christ, find Jesus and just break up. Find God. Find God. Um. Anyways, Scorpio Sky freed us from the reign of Sammy Guevara because Um, he's a king. Truly. Uh. Yeah. He won, and he became the new TNT champion. And then Paige Van Zant. That's a badass last name, by the way. (laughs) I fuck with that. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Um. She announced that she signed to AEW by getting her contract and signing it on Tay's ass. Ty's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Scorpio is the first guy to, I'm, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, Scorpio is the first man to be both a. No, he's not. Isn't he like the first? He's the first black dude. Of course, to be like a singles and attack. I don't know where camp, you're getting at. Like so I can't see his no. Wasn't he like? I thought he like made history because like he was the only guy to be like 
a tag champ and a singles. I thought people were talking about that. Um, I'm not particularly sure. But he may but I also kind of feel like wasn't Kenny that? Yeah. Didn't Kenny and Hangman have the tag titles? Yeah. So I, I think he's just like the first black dude to do it. I mean he Which, was also the I first mean, tag champ. That's not hard. With uh Cass. Yeah. So maybe you're yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, maybe. He made history. That's all I know. But like yeah, so. with AEW's like stats, it's not that hard. Yeah. But it should not be diminished. So congratulations to Scorpio. We love congratulations. you. Congratulations. Also, a long time coming. Ethan Ethan was crying, like straight yeah. on sobbing with like his hands in the air for Scorpio. And I thought that was so cute. That was so like, I love it when wrestling dudes are like happy for their wrestling friends. I know that's so wholesome. Out. It was. Um, but yeah, so then the week after we had St. Patrick's Day Slam. It was on the 16th because St. Patrick's Day was the day after. Um, it's St. Patrick's Day. We really don't give a fuck. It's not a major holiday. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so Chris Jericho comes out and we're just going over the important parts. Like, Also, I think some of this might be out of order because I did it by memory. Um, oh, but well. anyways. Chris Jericho comes out and he explains the origins of the JAS, um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, and he basically says that this is not wrestling anymore. This is He's a sports entertainer. Uh, and, and then Daniel grabs the fucking microphone. Uh, he's so funny. Anyway, he grabs the microphone yeah. and he's like, if Chris Jericho is going to sit here and call himself a sports entertainer, then I am too. His delivery was so fucking funny. I love him. It really was. Anyway, Danny, um, I will get you out of there. I will get you out of there. Because the last thing I do. Yeah, and then like another like part was Chris was like the inner circle didn't like care about me or some shit. And it's like they literally fought every single battle for you. Like the fuck literally. do you mean they never had your back? Literally, like do you know how many times he had issues with somebody and then the inner circle had to step in and do something? Like, are we just forgetting about the two stadium stampedes? Like, are we just forgetting that? Like, conveniently? Um, like, what did he say? Like, how did he say it? You can look at the notes. I have the article yeah. linked. Yeah, um, um, I'm looking. But, yeah. So, he had said that since Dan, like, they could all go by their shoot names. Which, like, by the way, his name isn't even Jericho. It's fucking, what, like, Irvine or something? Yeah. Uh, he's like, We're his full name our- is like Chris Keith Irvin, yeah. Irvine or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he's like, We're all gonna go by our real names now. So then he like points to Jeff Parker and he's like, This is Cool Hand Angelo Parker, and this is Daddy Magic Matt Menard uh, to Matt Lee. And it's like, Has his name been Angelo the entire fucking time? Because that's a badass name. I love the name Angelo. Me too. Um, but yeah, I think this might have been a reaction to Matt Lee and Jeff Parker being called Matt and Jeff, because obviously, you know, you think of the Hardy Boys and you think of that. So they're like, I'm like, I think it is like a good like excuse to change their names. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. 
Okay, so what I was talking about is Chris said, um, but instead of praising me, you undermine me. You don't appreciate me. The inner circle never appreciated me. They literally fought every single battle that you had, Chris. Like, what more did literally. you want from them? Literally. Um, also, I love how Sammy Garage just literally just fucked off and, like, didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Jake Hager just- was there, and, like, PMP yeah. got backstabbed, and Sammy Garage was like, okay. Yeah. Um, another thing that they popped, um, that Jericho talked about was, um, like, he was asking, like, why is Daniel Garcia with me? Like, you might be wondering, why does he appreciate? And I don't know if, I think it was just, um, Daniel Garcia and Kevin Blackwood who are, like, besties. Um, um, do you remember that tweet that Kevin said where he's like, Daniel Garcia does not say the F word? Yeah. So much so that, like, Kevin feels bad if he says it around him. I love that. <laughs> um but yeah kevin and daniel both were in a really like a pretty bad wreck and i think both of daniel's like legs were broken and i kind of want to say that like they were talking about like there were talks that like daniel may like not even have like been able to like walk again but like luck as we know like he he recovered and he's fine now but apparently Chris Jericho like paid for some of their medical bills. Like they he donated to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Which is really nice. It was like five thousand. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that is really nice. I mean, like he sucks, but like, you know, you know, a good deed is still a good deed. Um, yeah. And Kevin Blackwood did like get on Twitter and he like confirmed it. He was like, Yes, Chris Jericho did actually like cover our medical stuff. Well, like give us some money for the medical yeah, so I mean that's still a nice thing to do. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that was really sweet. I, I, my, I, my my heart, you know, unfroze a little bit hearing that. I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he talks like, you know, why is two point with me? So then he talks about how when two point got fired, like they were part of the releases. Um, that his good buddy Kevin, I'm assuming Kevin Owens, because mm-hmm. um, you know fellow Canadian. Um, was like hey you know these are like really close friends of mine like can you just like get them on the podcast or like you know uh help them out a little and he's like okay so then he invited them to his house to like be on talk as Jericho and they had um you know they were talking and he's like you know they're so passionate about this like they really love doing this so like I'm gonna like try to get them into AEW and they got hired and like he's like that's why they're with me whatever which like I mean like I said a good deed's a good deed um Mm -hmm. like that is a pretty cool story um yeah but yeah and then Jake Hager got on I feel like Jake Hager doesn't give a fuck anymore bro like he really yeah he does he's literally there for the check and leaves uh you know I respect it in a way, yes. Because, I mean, like, he doesn't add anything. He's, like, literally just, like, clutching a check for just, like, standing there, breathing hard. He's, like, fucking... Brock He's getting paid head. to breathe, bro. Like, he, you could, you wish you had that life. Uh-huh. I wish I had like, that good life. good figures, too. Yeah. So, you know what? Maybe we're wrong. We're not wrong to hate on Jake Hager, but, like... 
You know, man's might be smarter than we give him credit for. He's collecting the bag for doing absolutely nothing. Like, yeah. We should all aspire to be JK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just with, you know, less shitty political beliefs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then uh, after all of that, well, before maybe, I, like I said, this is all out of order. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you're talking about the Wardlow and Scorpio thing, it was after. Uh, I'm talking about, well, do you want to talk about Wither Yuta t- joining uh, Mox and Debra? Yes, because I wasn't even joking when I messaged you and told you that, like, I was crying and that literally snapped me out of it. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. <laughs> um. So, the best friend, uh, <laughs> Wither Yuta and Chuck, I think, it was them too, right? Oh, yeah, because Orange is injured. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to mention. Um. Actually, it was orange and Chuck, and uh, not orange. Uh, it was a Wheeler and Chuck. Uh, I forgot to mention in the aftermath of this, uh, when we were talking about the um, face of the revolution ladder match in the previous episode, we said like, uh, well, I hope we said, I don't know, uh, like we hope nobody was injured, but it turns out one person was injured, and it actually wasn't Ricky Starks, which is crazy because that shit yeah. is fucking scary. Um, mm-hmm. The person that was injured was Orange Cassidy. Um, I don't know the extent of his injuries. I it's don't think not it's extremely like serious. Yeah, it's, like, it's not it's serious enough to require surgery, but like it is serious enough that he is going to be out for a little bit. Yeah, but like he's still technically on TV. Hold on. Mm-hmm. But it's something to do with his arm. Yeah, I think it's like his shoulder. He's got it in a sling. I hope you heal fast, King. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're you know we're glad it at least wasn't a terrible you know, mm-hmm. and also I'm glad Ricky's okay because I was really worried for him. Um, yeah, me too. But yeah, so um, yeah, it was really Yuta and Ch- and Chuck Taylor versus um, tell me why I forgot his name. <laughs> okay, John Moxley <laughs> and Brian Janus. Oh my god, my brain <laughs> is fucking freezing right now. I have, like, my brain is, like, processing on, like, Windows 98. Um, Damn. But, yeah. So, William Regal was on commentary for this match. William Regal can read me an entire audiobook. I will never get Same. his voice. He might actually be the only British person, perhaps. Yeah, I um, can. I, I I agree with that statement. He is definitely, like, the only valid British person. Yeah. I love him. Like, I love him. Like, <laughs> also, like, be like the commentators like explaining to him different things he's like who's the demon he's like oh that's Denhausen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i love that um, so much me too but yeah um chuck and wheeler well chuck yuda mox and d right like they all had a really good match and then afterwards um mox and Brian won, of course. Um, but, like, afterwards, you know, Yuta is on his way, like, walking up the ramp with best friends, and he, like, stops, and you can just see, like, the moment that everyone realizes what's going on, and it kind of breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> and he decides to go back into the ring with Mr. Regal, Mox, and Brian Danielson, and um, Mr. Regal, like, I don't remember if, like, he got in his face first. No, I think it was afterwards. Um, 
but yeah, like I Mr. Think he tried to like, shake his hand. Oh yeah, something. like <clears throat> yeah, like he was trying to do something, and you know, Mr. Eagles just slapped the shit out of him. Um, I was crying over my cat. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I was sick, and I was crying over Cersei because I found like pictures of her whenever she was a baby, right in the middle of all this, and like as soon as Mr. Regal's hand, like, made contact with, uh, Yuta's cheek, I just stopped crying. <laughs> <laughs> the whore jumped out. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Mr. Eagle. He can make people stop crying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also, when he was on commentary for this, he was like, I forgot what the context of this was, but it's like when I slap like Mox or when I slap Brian, like I wanted them to hit me back, you know. I want them to like beat my face in it for what he, for whatever he said. And I was like, God damn. Me too though. Me too though. <laughs> Mostly Max. Shout out to Mr. Eagle, man. He's for the horse. Um, yeah. He is but, one. Yeah. Did you hear the way he was talking to Tony? Like the oh, he was a last? fucking. He was a slut, a dirty, dirty <laughs> slut. Um, <laughs> William Regal's a dirty <laughs> slut. Never forget this. Um. Oh shit! My fucking math quiz is due, and I didn't do it. Oh shit! <laughs> um. There goes my seventy. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. See what I sacrificed for y'all for this pod. I say that like I didn't have like an entire week to do it. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So then, um, Wheeler like extends his hand, and then um, instead of taking it, Regal just like slaps the shit out of him, and then Yuta gets all up in his face, and Regal just like starts like laughing. Well, not laughing, but he's like smiling, and I was like. Oh my god, what a horror! Yeah, and like Brian Danielson just like appears at his side, like. Like, he was finna, like, beat the shit out of Yuta. And, you know, Mance is a public menace. A menace Brian to the Danison. public. Brian Danison is a fucking menace. He needs to be locked <laughs> up. He's just ready for a fight 24-7. And I think we should all be scared of that. We need to keep him off the streets. And he's a vegan. For real. That is infectious. Okay, that needs to be contained. Did you know that when you eat fruits, you're essentially eating uh, tree semen? <laughs> oh. He gives me big Riddler vibes. I feel like instead of whatever they... I haven't seen the Batman yet. But uh, whatever ha- whatever is in that movie, they should have just gotten Brian, Brian Dennison to go in there. They should have. Fruit semen. Like, <laughs> they don't even like no like literally Brian Danielson is just a Batman villain like he's not the literally. Riddler he's not the Joker he's just himself just don't even give him a, a script he's like okay? the one person who could like challenge Batman in any way shape or form you know I feel like he would I feel like he would break Batman's moral code of just not killing because of how fucking annoying and weird he is like Batman would make his first fucking kill his first fucking kill isn't the Joker no it's fucking Brian Danielson he like (laughs) it's just a a 3am call hey man did you know that like when you're eating fruit you're eating tree semen and it's just Batman gets in the Batmobile. I'm like, I'm fucking killing. Just 
Oh my god. <laughs> I love how for like three straight episodes we just like vlogging. <laughs> <laughs> tangents about how bad Jack's such a fucking menace. Because he is. Brian Janderson needs to be locked up. He needs to be locked up. <clears throat> he really does. He is terrorizing the community. Um, yeah, he's scaring the hoes. Scaring the hoes. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, this, or bef- no, speaking this. of the hoes, um, during the my ward n- next thing. Yeah, the ward host. <laughs> um, Wardlow and Scorpio Sky had their match, and it was a really good match. Um, yeah, it was. Scorpio actually, you know, managed to put Wardlow through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that we haven't really seen before, and I love that. And you know, after the match, which was no, interrupted, actually, can we talk? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, there was a part where Wardlow like got out of the ring for some reason. I forgot why, but he was like out of the ring, and Paige Van Zandt came up to him, and he started fucking moving his titties. He was like, <laughs> started popping his titties. He started popping Them his things titties, were like, thanging respectfully. Those things were thanging. So then, fucking her husband came up to him, and I think he started doing it again or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah he kind of like no nah, he just gave him this look yeah and I, it was so funny it was so funny what was so fucking funny um yeah anyways that's all i want to talk about <laughs> yeah I, I respect that i respect that um nah mance was moving them things with i love mantis. race you know he practiced You're... as soon as he found out that he could pop his titties he was just in the mirror for hours doing it I hate when they do that, but when Wardlow did it, it was so funny. Like, yeah, it's just, it's so <laughs> Wardlow is the only man. <laughs> Literally, he's the only man. Um, I love men, but men yeah, tits or tits. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so like eventually, uh, Sean Spears comes out. He has like his chair. Somehow, you know, I don't know exactly. I honestly think it was Dan Lambert that cost Wardlow the match. Um, hold on. Oh, okay. So, Wardlow was about to powerbomb Scorpio Sky onto the arena floor, and then Sean Spears came out with chairs. And then that distracted um, Wardlow for a little bit. And then MJF came out from, like, outside, and he drove his Wardlow's face into the ring post. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So then um, Scorpio rolled him up and then pinned him, and that's how he won the match. So like, technically he won, but like, did he really win? Anyway, yeah. so then uh, Paige Van Zandt's husband um, like started beating up Wardlow. And then Wardlow like fought back, and he fought uh, Sean and then um, he grabbed Max finally but then Sean came back with the chair and then eventually like he was just outnumbered by like the amount of people in the ring um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like before the like shot to his head with the chair he like flipped off Sean Spears but like the angle the camera angle didn't really catch it he either, like flipped him off or he like put his hands up I don't know 
No, I think he put his hands up because it was like a chair shot to the head. But like, obviously, in this day and age, you cannot take a chair shot to the head. So you have to cover it with your hands. But I like the way that um, JR kind of played it off. It's like, oh, he tried to put his hands up to like block it, but it was too Mm -hmm. late. Like, you know, whatever. Um, Oh, it was a check. Okay, okay. Oh, that was a check? That was a water cap. It was a fat ass check. That was a stack. He gave the whole checkbook. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So like, whenever like uh, Sean hit Wardlow with the chair, MJF pulled out what is apparently a check. It looked like a big fat wad of cash. But anyways, he handed it over to Dan Lambert because um, like they got paid off to get to Wardlow. Yeah, and then and like we were honestly, go ahead. Uh, no, you can go. Um, we were safe because like right before. Like, before Dynamite happened, there were, like, rumors that Brian Cage was supposed to um, oh be the God. one that, like, came out and attacked Wardlow. Oh, so, we were saved. I saw a rumor that apparently Brian Cage has been pitching storyline ideas for him to come back. Oh, God. Ugh. Anyways, I haven't thought about that motherfucker in a while. Like, yeah, honestly, same. for some reason, like, yeah. if Brian Cage is there and if he isn't, I don't register it. I don't care. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I think it's so funny that, like, Team Taz was basically designed to get him over. And then Ricky ended up being the most popular one. And then they brought in uh, Hobbs. And then they brought in Hook. And, like, Brian got outshined I by think... fucking Hook, who hadn't even had a match, who doesn't even talk. Like, yeah, I think that that's, like, so funny, is that, like, the fact that someone who literally contributed nothing other than, like, pure swag levels, literally. like, and Hook, managed to get over before Brian Cage did. That is crazy to me. Literally. Like, how you literally have to be more boring than, like, flower for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And, like, like it's so weird, because, like, he's a big guy. Right, and he can do like mm-hmm. moonsaults and shit and stuff. Like that is Steroids. amazing, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. But <laughs> he, that's like amazing, right? But it's like, mm-hmm. how do you have all of that and you still cannot get over? Like, Will Hobbs barely talks if he does. I mean, he's been talking more, but like usually he doesn't talk mm-hmm. that much anyway. Like he's so yeah. over, like just the pure swag. Um, yeah, like it's just swag is very important. So you either got it or you don't. Brian Cage does not. Literally. Everybody knows Ricky Stark. Ricky Stocks has the sauce. Mm-hmm. So does Taz. Even Taz has the sauce. Taz has the sauce. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so it sucks that Wardlow lost. But also, mm-hmm. I would not have liked if you won. But I would have liked mm-hmm. if you I just... I feel like they could have moved the Scorpio title shot. Like, they could have done it earlier, maybe. Or, like, I don't know. Like, they should have done it when he won the ladder match. Like, what was it, last year or the year before? Uh, I kind of want to say it was last year. I think it was yeah. in 2020. I don't remember. I want to say it was, like, It had to be in 2020 because I watched it. Yeah, I know I watched it. 2020 or so. 2021. Whatever. The, whenever he won that ladder match. He oh, yeah, 2021 was the year. I think it's 2020. I don't know. Whenever he won, <laughs> he should have gotten it, like, in my opinion. Because that's mm-hmm. when he was, like, at his popularity level, like, at the highest, before he was in Men of the Year. 
But like, I just, I don't know, because they kind of booked themselves into a corner with it. Yeah, I mean, like either way that they went, like people were gonna be angry, and people were gonna be happy. So like on one hand, it was like a safe bet, but also kind of sucks because like Warlow being a champ is something that people really want to see. But, like, Scorpio is also going to be, like, a really good champ. I feel it in my heart. Um, King. I don't know. I'm tired. Me too. We're just going to do this last match, and then we're going to do news, and then we're going to stop. Yeah. I'm tired. Um, But, yeah. um, I don't know. That was just really weird. But I guess good for Scorpio for winning. And I'm glad Wardlow at least didn't lose clean. Um, mm-hmm. so, that's yeah cool. if they lost if he lost clean then like I wouldn't be all like oh you know like cause just you know like it definitely I feel like they handled it like the right way for like the way that they went about it yeah Um. yeah and then the main event was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship in a steel cage match um I believe this is the second time women have main evented Dynamite. Because I know Anna Jay so. and uh, Jade main evented uh, Rampage. And I think women have main evented Rampage before. But I think this is like for Dynamite. Yeah, I think it was the second time. But yeah, and it's also and it was the, the same first women. ever women's still cage match. Yeah. Um. So two big records. Well, not records. Well, I guess it is records. Whatever. Anyways, uh, Thunder Rosa came out. Uh, she had a special mariachi entrance. It was like uh, all female mariachis. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. Also, I heard it was. This was in her hometown, well, her adopted hometown of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. like even more like sweet. Yeah. Texas loves Thunder Rosa, okay? Like mm-hmm. the pop she got at Houston, like you would, you would think fucking. Everyone okay. loves Thunder Rosa. Yeah, everybody loves her. Like, she's great. Uh, yeah, she and then Baker came out, and she had like a Scott Hall um inspired like tribute gear. Um, mm-hmm. it was like white, and it had like blood drips on it. Um, it looked really pretty. Yeah, it was really pretty. Britt always goes off with her gear. Like her gear is so pretty. She does her gear and her makeup. Her makeup. Oh my god, I'm. I could talk about her makeup all day. And Jade as well. Her makeup is always beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Um, both the women looked amazing. And um, yeah. So um, this match was fucking brutal. Um, mm-hmm. It got a lot of like um, flack for some reason. Which like, I get why. But at the same time it's like why. Um, yeah. But yeah. There was a lot of cool spots. Um, there was I- one. Oh, you can go. Nah, it's gonna be like a long thing, so go ahead. Oh. There well, was this be. one spot where um Brit had like had like a stack of chairs and she was going to I think suplex Thunder Rosa onto them, but it ended up like uh Thunder Rosa like pushing her off, I guess. Um into the uh chairs, which looked like it hurt like hell. Cause I think her back might have landed on like the top of it, which like mm-hmm. that she hurt it. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, with like the like whole controversy around it, honestly, AEW, I almost said WWE, AEW 
um eight yeah eight of you um kind of brings it upon themselves like if they would just let the women main event in just like a normal match like even if that match sucks because i mean some of the matches at nxt had main event like some of the women's matches that they had main event sucked if we're being honest like even if they just like let the women main event just randomly um they wouldn't like the backlash wouldn't be what it is because then you know it wouldn't we wouldn't hear well every single time the women main event like they have to plead it's like whenever you're making all the main events like the matches where like specifically they do bleed or they will bleed you're basically setting yourself up for failure yeah you know like literally the issue could just be resolved if they just let women main event more like there's no reason why the women have only main events it a handful of times there's literally no reason for that Mm -hmm. none (laughs) that's all i have to say uh, one thing I didn't like about this match was the promotion of it because it felt just all about Brit and like for Thunder Rosa to have well spoilers I guess Thunder Rosa wins uh, for like Thunder Rosa to have like her big crowning moment and like all the promotion was just like get this new Brit Baker t-shirt or like yeah. look at everything that Brit Baker did last year in a match that Thunder Rosa won but we're not gonna acknowledge that uh, like I don't know. It felt it's all about Brit, but it's supposed to be Thunder Rosa's like crowning moment, and like you don't mm-hmm. like give her anything. Like I don't know. That was like so shitty to me. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like Brit, literally, they announced. I guess I can understand like why they didn't announce like Thunder Rosa's shirt um, before because you know it would have like kind of like spoiled it. But also, no, it really wouldn't have. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, like, a shirt. I don't think, like, it mentioned the championship or anything. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand why AEW is so obsessed with Brit. Like, every single feud that she has, it's always, always, always about Brit. And it's like, she's a decent wrestler. She's pretty. She's okay on the mic. Like, she's not the best thing since sliced bread. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like it you're really doing a disservice to like the people that she's going up against whenever you're doing stuff like that, especially in a moment like what they did with Thunder Rosa. I just I don't understand it. And I feel like in a way they're kind of setting her up. Cause like if we're yeah. being really honest, like I mean, because she's very young into her career. Like I think she's only been wrestling for like six years, I think. And like AEW is like three years old, you know. Like, mm-hmm. she obviously still has, like, a long way to go. Like, right now, she's, like, mid. She's not what she could be. But it's, like, mm-hmm. if that is, like, the pinnacle of your um, women's division and you hype her up so much and it's just, like... Yeah, eventually, like, whenever, feel like you're as time goes on, if she, like, thinks, well, you know, I'm already, like, the best thing that there is, like, why should I improve? Like, yeah, you are going to, like, fuck her career up with that. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't blame her if she doesn't improve that fast because, like, the, the bitch is a dentist. Like, those motherfuckers mm-hmm. are busy. Like, also, I, I told you this, but like, how crazy it is that like your fucking dentist shows up and like you, she has like cuts and bruises all over her face and her hands and her fucking uh, arms, and like that's just like a daily occurrence. Like, imagine fucking going to the dentist and she shows up like that, and like you don't know she's a wrestler. <laughs> Like, that's insane. <laughs> like, girl, are you okay at home? Yeah, I'm fine. 
what the fuck are all those bruises for? Oh, yeah, I just got thrown some thumbtacks. What? Yeah. I got put to, like, a stack of tables. You know, I'm a little sore right now, but it's fine, you know. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I just got, like, ran over with a golf cart and then, like, thrown off of a 40-foot-tall building and then, like, landed on, like, three tables and a ladder. You know, like, nothing major. Yeah, you know. Just for just fun? <laughs> Wrestling or non-wrestling people has to be so crazy. Dude, that fucking, like, uh, the dog collar match fucking went viral on Tumblr. It has, like, 30-something thousand notes right now. And it's, like, there's, like, a QA and a added at the bottom. And it's, like, (laughs) is there aftercare? Like, why are they putting this close to this? Why are they wearing thigh highs? And they're, like, they're not thigh highs. Is this a sex thing? (laughs) Like, like, do you not see the crowd behind it? You really think people are going to, like, bring their children to watch, like, two grown men, like, do weird shit in a dog collar, like, in a sexual way? (laughs) That's illegal. And then it's, like, and then they're, like, isn't that illegal? Like, why are they doing that? Like, that's so dangerous. Like, do you know how hard, like, that could cause, like, severe spinal injury? And it's, like, first of all, they're not using, like, an an actual heavy-ass chain, like, it's and probably. it's like, second of all, did you see the way Maxwell arches back? They prepare for that shit. Like, they yeah. get most of the impact out before it actually hits some or some shit. Like, they yeah. make it, like, spread in a way. It still hurts, but, like, it's not gonna yeah, kill the you. the way that they take bumps, like, on their back is, like, they put their shoulder, their, like, elbows down. So, like, their elbows take all the impact. Because, obviously, if you land on your back, you're gonna hurt your fucking neck or, like, break it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, that's fucking dangerous. And, like, to be doing that every like five fucking seconds like that's dangerous yeah it's like i think people have forgotten that you know some things are done by trained professionals and not just idiots on the internet who's seen it once Uh also john oliver did like a segment on wwe and like the fact that like they're not unionized and it kind of just put like a whole negative aspect over wrestling kind of and like that's like the only source material that they really have it's just it's it's stupid like non-wrestling to a non-wrestling fan is like really crazy shit that you have to like break down and it's just annoying (laughs) yeah once in a once every once every once in a while sometimes like i would be watching like wrestling or whatever and like my friends came in and they're like oh like all of that is so fake and like um like i was watching i have comfort matches that i watch okay anyways I was watching like a ladder match and like somebody went through the ladder and they're like, oh, that's probably fake. Like it probably didn't even hurt. I was like, do you see the big ass mark of the ladder on their back? Like, I don't, I don't think that didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Like I watch my, I can get my family to watch wrestling with me sometimes. I'm trying to make this a wrestling family. Um, and like they constantly pop off stuff like that. And I'm just like, all right, you get out there and do it. Try mm-hmm. it. You don't think it hurts? Try it. Do it. Like, I, I feel fun. like some people don't realize that, like, you can't fake certain things. Like, yeah, how like, the fuck are you going to fake falling off, like, a cell? You know, like, even yeah. when Chris Jericho fell off the fucking Blood and Guts cage and, like, landed onto, like, soft padding, like, in a way, it still kind of hurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, the impact of, like, your body hitting anything is gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, it's like I feel like the whole like wrestling is fake like not to be one of those motherfuckers like it's not fake it's scripted but like literally that's like how you have to say it literally it's just predetermined 
it's predetermined but like what they do is actually real but like obviously they don't punch each other for real because that's not you know sustainable like they yeah. open their fists so that you know you mm-hmm. can, they can not, it doesn't have as much of an impact and like, yeah like there's more like elbows. points of contact so it's like more spread and like it's all just very like intricate how they do it and it's really it's a interesting. mix of real and fake at the same time mm-hmm. like it's just you gotta like watch it to understand it you know yeah because if you see and it it's off like, the first set, you don't get it and it's like you have to also have like a good camera crew for like them to get like the right angles and like even the commentators like the way that they sell stuff has to be done in just like a specific way and it's just Honestly, shout out to, like, everybody that's involved in making a wrestling show happen. Like, yeah, we appreciate right. you guys so much because it really and truly could not be done without you. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult. Um, but, yeah, shout out, shout out to people in wrestling, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so Britt got put through some thumbtacks. She got some on her arm and like the like the like the little like holes and everything that they left like that shit looked disgusting. She shared a video mm-hmm. of it on uh her Instagram, Instagram stories. Yeah, and she was like, Oh, you know, like you she's like, You guys think that like the thumbtacks that we use are fake or whatever and like they're not real and like they don't hurt, but like this is literally my arm and like you could see like the holes that they left in her arm mm-hmm. and like the bruises and cuts she had, like ugh. Yeah, and she was like, they literally, like, they'll, co- they'll like, go in, and then they'll do something, and they'll get pushed out, and then they'll get, like, pushed in even further. Yeah, and I think... Whenever they uh, take, like, a bump. Yeah, and, like, like, I think, um... Hold on. And I think Aubrey shared a picture on her, um, Twitter. She's like, I got some thumbtacks on my hand while I was counting the pin. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, like she was hurt. slamming her hand down on those things. I shout out to Aubrey, man. I would have been oh, screaming. She got some like, on her you, elbow. Yeah, yeah. Oh like God, I would have been messy. some like son of a bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> like, oh my god, she got it directly on her weenus. On her weenus. Remember what everybody learned that word and was like, "Can I touch your weenus?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, the boys in my class were weird, trust me. I have vivid memories of that. Can I touch your penis? Anyways. <laughs> That's gay, bro. Yeah. She got some of her weenus. Fellas, is it <laughs> gay to touch weenus? <laughs> Am I the asshole for not wanting to touch weenuses with my best friend? <laughs> Anyway, don't be afraid to touch weenuses. <laughs> it's not gay. It's not gay if you have socks on. Eyes. <laughs> 48. <laughs> male. <laughs> Want to touch weenuses with my best friend's sister. 23. Female. <laughs> What's the best way to go about this? <laughs> Is it inappropriate? <laughs> Is it inappropriate? <laughs> Am I the asshole? <laughs> Reddit is crazy. It is, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Thunder yeah, Rosa we... picked up the win. 
And she finally oh, got she her should. crowning moment of being AEW Women's World Champion in front of her hometown crowd of San Antonio. Um, and yeah, and she had a vlog about it. But I need to watch that. I don't really like that. I cried when she won. Like, whenever they, like, panned to her and she was crying, I just started crying with her. Now we're moving on to the news and laughs portion of the uh, show. And then after that, we're going to sign out. Um, but, yeah, over, not over the weekend. Well, no, it wasn't. I think it was last week. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, Scott Hall passed away last week. Um, after suffering three heart attacks um, because of uh, because he had fallen and then he had broken his hip so like he couldn't uh, get off of the floor uh, so then DDP checked on him um, and he found him and took him to the hospital and then he got replacement surgery and then um, he had a blood clot that was dislodged and then after that he suffered three heart attacks and then he was put on life support um, and then eventually uh, his family uh, had traveled to go see him. And um, eventually they took him off of life support and he was um, alive for like three to four hours afterwards. And unfortunately he had passed away. Um, I think WWE was like the first people to announce I so it. Because I think he might have like passed away like a little bit before Raw started. So um yeah, I think so. They gave him a little tribute video. But, um, yeah, that was really sad. But it was... It was. Know, it was really nice to see how many people that he had influenced and, like, people that, mm-hmm. um, like, obviously, like, huge fans of him. And, like, the little things that they did that, like, showed that, like, um, they had obviously impacted him. I think a lot of the people that we saw that were, like, heavily impacted by him were, like, obviously, like, um, Damian Priest... Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of his persona was taken from, like, Scott Hall as well. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the moves that he does. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm glad he got his flowers before he passed away. I mean, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame twice. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he got a really respectful um, tribute package yeah. and everything. And, like, he was honestly, like, probably one of the most respected people and, like, behind the scenes in wrestling, I would say, from, like, the stories that people were telling about him. Yeah. And I actually, like, read this article that WWE put out. Um, back in the day, um, he, like, went on some show and he actually, like, did a, like, little thing for two kids that had been um, diagnosed with, like, HIV and um, w- WWE did, like, a, where are they now with those kids? And um, they're obviously grown up now. And one of them, like, has a family. I think they both have a family. But um, one of them was, like, they both were just, like, that was big for someone of, like, his status to just, like, sit there and, like, talk to us. And so, like, I think that's just, like, a really nice thing to do, you know? And I highly yeah. recommend people like checking out that article. Yeah, that's what, that was really sweet. I mean, obviously, like he's had his problems. Like, uh, we covered. Did we have a really good? I feel like we did, right? The plane ride from hell episode. 
Because mm-hmm. we had some episodes recorded, but like we didn't, we never ended up publishing. Anyways, ooh, I don't know if we published that one. I feel I'm like scared we to go did. back. Our early episodes were, yeah, they were uh, <laughs> embarrassing. Anyways, um, but no, I feel like we did. Um, I feel like we did. Yeah. So we, um, when we covered the Planar from Hell episode, obviously, like uh, Scott Hall was in a very, very, very bad place. Um, and like, you know, he's had his problems, but I think by the time that he was, uh, I think DDP, DDP is like a, a guardian angel for a lot of wrestlers. Cause I think yeah. he also helped uh, Jake Roberts kick his like uh, alcohol problem. I think it was alcohol with like his yoga. I think he also like helped Chris Jericho in like 2008 ish um, get like his physique back in order. And like DDP has just helped so many people um he really uh, has yeah uh ddp had helped scott hall um you know get a second chance at life and like clean up a little and um yeah you know he got a second chance at life and he you know made things right with his family and everything uh and he got his flowers which you know i'm just i'm really glad that he was able to um just write things with his family before he passed. I'm really grateful that he got that opportunity, actually, because a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, always try to keep a good relationship with people because you never know what's going to happen, I think. And, you know, rest in peace. Someone who yeah, was very, peace. very extremely, extremely um, influential in the way wrestling is today. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not extremely familiar with his work, but like yeah. the dude was like the epitomous flag. Like he was fucking He cool. really was. Yeah, like, he was fucking cool. Um like that picture of him with like all the kids and he's like wearing that shirt and he's got like all those chains. Mm-hmm. That goes so hard. It goes so hard. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to a legend. Um and like significantly happier news but also really sad um biggie was injured during a match with ridge holland it was after a botched suplex um he fractured like one of the c something i think i don't remember what it was exactly um he put a tweet out today like apparently he talked to his doctor and he like narrowly missed um uh, narrowly avoided being like paralyzed or like having a stroke or dying so um god was looking out for biggie yeah like it seems man if that would have happened like oh god i'd have been so fucking sad but you know thankfully like he you know got i guess on the safer side of it Mm -hmm. um safe as you can get yeah Definitely had guardian angels looking out for him. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, that would have been so sure. shitty. Because like he is mm-hmm. like one of the like, like nicest people. Like I don't think anybody has ever said like a bad word about him. Yeah, I've literally like I think that I it might even be forbidden to talk bad about Big E. <laughs> like that man is a national treasure. He is. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that like that's like you know the worst yeah. he got you know because like mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, a, a Bridge Holland got a lot of heat for it. But I mean, accidents do happen. But also, like Bridge Holland has injured like people twice. I think in the time he's been on the main roster, mm-hmm. uh, I think he broke Sheamus's nose again. I think he might have broken it twice. Not gonna lie. And then <sighs> he broke. Obviously, like he broke Biggie's neck. Um, but like I don't know. I just he's still kind of green. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's a little. Uh. But apparently, Rich Holland came to check on him um, in the hospital. So good to know. Yeah, that, you know, yeah, that's nice of him. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So on to like light, more lighthearted news, I guess. Yeah, Maybe? it's just miscellaneous news. Miscellaneous we don't have a lot news. for you guys. Um, Cody Rhodes has apparently officially signed to WWE. Um, Imagine this is all a work. Literally, that's what I've been thinking this entire time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just... I'm scared to talk about it because, like, I don't trust Cody. That motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, that dude's insane. I feel like he's like, probably just like tweeting, like he's like messaging Sean Ross at, and he's like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I just signed my contract." Or, like, everybody in the company's like, oh, yeah, Cody's just signed a contract. And Cody's like, no mm-hmm. way. Like, um, imagine he's just, like, hot pranked all of you. <laughs> I'm actually going to Impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, apparently the plan is for him to have a match with Seth Rollins. And I don't know why people want to see this so bad. Because, like, I don't think it would be anything groundbreaking. But Seth Rollins' path to WrestleMania right now is just, I don't know how, but I'm going to get to WrestleMania. Um, It's just kind of what John Cena did that one year when he, like, really wanted to face The Undertaker. And then, like, The Undertaker beat him in, like, 34 seconds. That match was so funny, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, that one part where, like, Cena goes for, like, the leg drop or something. And then Tinker just sits up and it's that picture of like John like visibly going like oh shit with like his legs still up in the air. Like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I miss John Cena so much. Me too. He came out with an album apparently. Like right now? I think so. Really? I think it's for Peacemaker. I need to watch that. I believe so. Did he? Did he? I don't know. Someone on TikTok was like, there's like a dill of him rapping. So I'm not sure if it was like some stuff from like WWE or if it was like an a- actual like thing that I, he did. I know, I know he did have an, e- an album. Uh, Maybe it was that. I don't know. For In 2005. And I know because it has The Time Is Now, Basic Thugonomics, and it has If It All Ended Tomorrow, which is one of the greatest songs of all time. Uh, Are you serious? Yes, he has an album called You Can't See Me. And it also apparently like did really good. Like it sold a ton of copies. Um anyway, I love John Cena. He writes all his own rhymes. And also he had this one song with Liz Khalifa that was on the WWE 2K15 soundtrack. Um and you could there was like a back behind the scenes video, and he was pencil and pen writing pencil and pad writing his own rhymes. So, oh wow, Sean Cena ain't no fake bitch. Hey, that's why I love him. Um, yeah. Anyways, shout out to John Cena. 
Okay, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it was from, like, the old thing. I don't know. I never listened to his album. I'm not going to lie. I might do it, though. Listen to it. We could do a review. Oh, my God, we could do a review. Oh, my God. On a, sl- on a slow episode, we'll review uh, WWE albums. Or just oh, my God, albums. we should. We should, like, just do, um, like, wrestling albums. We should. That That's our ideas. Don't steal it. <laughs> Yeah, please don't. Uh, yeah, anyways. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Or do you just want to uh, end it at that? Um, yeah, we can leave it at that and just do like the samey thing as like the outro. Um, yeah, so I guess pretty much Because you have. know how crazy that is? Like apparently he has a podcast, which I think I will be listening to it. And he was talking to someone, and he was like, yeah, I threatened to break Big Cass's leg, like, 30 minutes before the match, and then, like, he ended up breaking his ankle. <laughs> so, you know, karma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, which, like, this honestly surprised me, because we all know who how Callahan is. Apparently, this was, like, his first ever, like, major injury. Really? Apparently. Like, that's what he said. I miss him so much. We were so close to getting Switchblade Conspiracy. It was at a random fucking show in Iowa, bro. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. What the fuck is in Iowa? Nothing. <laughs> um, But yeah, he said almost wrestling for 20 years at this point, never having a major injury like this, and hopefully never have one again. This is the longest I've ever been home since I wrestled. <laughs> he said... Um... I cut a wrestling promo and I told Big Cass, we're going to break your damn legs, Big Cass. We're going to break your damn legs. 45 minutes later, I break my leg worse than it should have been broken. I'm a superstitious <laughs> person. I'm very superstitious. I don't like what people say. You're going to die in two weeks. No, don't be saying that shit to me. I don't know. That shit might happen. I don't like it. I ain't going to break it anyone's legs again. I learned my lesson. The universe went, nah, man, you're going to break Big Cass's legs? Nah, we're breaking your shit tonight. <laughs> I love Callahan so much. I miss him. I really do. Mm. Just, he's so funny. He is so funny. <laughs> he is. Um, also, a little bit, this, this is our intro now. This is, I'm going to say this and we're going to log off because I'm fucking tired. And I'll okay. tomorrow. Uh, but apparently, Chelsea Green did not break her wrist again, finally. Um, uh, it was a work. Good. Apparently. She was she was she was working the crowd. She was working the fans. Oh um, uh, yeah, and that led to an, a crazy interaction with uh, what was her oh name? Oh my god, I think she might have been like a ring rat from. She was a ring, rat. a ring rat from, from the eighties. Shout out to ring rat. So we have to read this. Hold on, I'll find it. I've got it. Yeah, you know, it's a, a ring rat from the eighties. Missy Hyatt said, replied to Dirty Dickinson, and was like, "You don't have to worry about. I am." Uh, at I am Chelsea Green slapping you. What are the, what's the chances that she will break her wrist again? And Chelsea Green said, "This didn't age well." Smirking emoji. Come hop in the ring with me, Missy. I've got both wrists working tonight. And Missy Hyatt said, "No time for Chelsea Green card. Claim to fame is marrying the geek that takes bubble baths with wrestling figures for citizenship. I'm retired. You are not worthy of getting the rub against." Of working against me. Enjoy your outlaw mud, shoot, mud show wrestling career. 
she fucking she cooked her. She killed her. She cooked her and grilled her like a fucking steak, bro. That Shout is out to ring like, rats. That is straight up old school baddie style oh, drag real. right there. <laughs> For real. Shout out to the Ringrats. Shout out to the Ringrats. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's our parting words. Shout out to the Ringrats. Take ring your rats. medicine, drink Get water, vaccinated. wash your face, wash your ass. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Wash your hands, wash your ass, wash your mask, wash your face, wash everything. Just just be clean. Take a shower. Wash your sheets. Wash your sheets. Uh, and wash I need your to do that. Cases. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I need to wash my top blanket. That's just disgusting. Um, but uh, yeah, we love anyways, you guys. Love you. We'll sorry see you we next missed week. You. Yeah, sorry we missed you. Bye. Bye. Bye.